everybody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Well, I just noticed my <clears throat> my voice is a little off right now. So, uh, you know, um, that shooter, Cremo, turns out, you know, he's a bit of a, uh Antifa guy, dressed up and trying to portray himself as a Trump supporter. In some uh, events that happened in the past. But he's actually an Antifa. Sort of reminds me of J6. When you have all these uh, unsavory characters infiltrating infiltrating the uh, peaceful protests. Uh, they were out there on J6 to support President Trump. And to speak up against election fraud. Things we're not even allowed to talk about today on social media without getting banned by the big tech and the big media that's supported by the globalists like Pfizer. And so, yeah, breaking exclusive, uh, Gateway Pundit, information uncovered overnight shows Highland Park shooter Bobby Cremo is tied to socialist progressives, Antifa, and the occult, even has a tattoo of a fist for resistance. Meanwhile, like in Akron, Black Lives Matter is uh, protesting the uh, murder of, or the uh, cop takedown of Jalen Walker. And what's interesting about that is Akron, once again, it, all the all the signs, all the stores are boarded up as if, these these companies haven't had a bad enough time already. And one of the things they have to put on their boards is, oh, we're black-owned. Don't, don't uh, loot me because we're black-owned. We're one of you. You can loot another person. You can loot a white person because white lives don't matter, but somehow black lives matter. 
And don't forget that, you know, we had this stupid Juneteenth thing on whatever it is, June 19th. Never heard of it before in my life until two years ago. And then all of a sudden, in alignment with Black Lives Matter, we, we are indoctrinated on our every one of our calendars with this pop-up that says June 19th. The thing is, is that Amy Gutman, you know, put that flag, the Black Lives Matter flag up atop the German embassy, and she's directly in bed with Joe Biden. But now we got this, you know, we got the Black Lives Matter riots happening again in election season. I'm banned for 90 days on Facebook. It's an election season. It's business as usual. And the poll numbers down in Georgia have Herschel Walker losing to Warnock by about uh, 10 points. He's down in the polls. Tell me the fix isn't in. What the heck is going on in our country? When a guy named, when a guy like Bobby Cremo can blend in and not stand out when he goes to buy a gun, so much for red flag laws. How is it in the world that Bobby Cremo looks more like your 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 ten year old teacher, your ten year old school teacher, than he does an upstanding citizen of the United States? We've lost our moral compass. For someone like Bobby Cremo to dress up like a woman so he could blend in says a lot about who we are as a people. Kid Rock has it right. He says, Bibles aren't allowed in schools anymore, but are encouraged in prisons. Perhaps if kids were allowed to read the Bible in school, they wouldn't end up in prison. (laughs) Kid Rock makes a lot of sense. But I heard this report where he dressed up like a Bobby Cremo dressed up like a woman to blend in. Somehow, some dude with facial tattoos and hair color can literally blend in because we have radical teachers. He just looks just like another teacher. Meanwhile, we got Black Lives Matter rioting in Akron and people have to put up boards on their buildings saying black owned so that they somehow can escape the wrath of reparations or whatever it is that Black Lives Matter Marxists are engaged in. But, you know, there is some hope. Ilhan Omar got booed off stage, or I guess she got booed on stage at a concert featuring Somali singer Selden Surer in Minnesota. People in the crowd chanted, get out, and shouted, get the blank out of here. They don't like her. Wow. That's saying something there. Maybe they're waking up finally. They're finally waking up. So it's uh, Representative Ilhan Omar received a less than warm welcome from a largely Somalian crowd. Footage of the event at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota shows the crowd booing as Omar is introduced, telling her to get out, leave us alone. Hmm. It's backfiring, folks. It is backfiring. 
It is. You know, the, at some point, the algorithm is going to break. At some point, <clears throat> people are going to realize these globalist monsters, these globalist socialist monsters that are that are screwing up our society are are going to be beaten. They're going to be beaten at the polls. They're going to be beaten in the elections. Even their own are going to turn on them. The Somalians in Minneapolis are turning on Ilhan Omar. The Hispanics coming through the open border. They're calling it now an invasion. And it is an invasion. Let's just start to call it what it is, like Trump said, and forget about this political correctness and forget about calling people by their correct pronouns. Forget about it. Because you have to stand up for your rights, and your rights are, if the dude is a dude or a woman is a woman, you don't have to obey their stupid pronouns. So here's a teacher, for example. So this is a teacher, and this teacher is really, really upset because she plastered her pronouns all over the place. It's a she or a he. I I could, I can't even tell anymore. I'm confused. Whether this is a dude or a girl, but I know I would know if you know. I did a biological check, and then it's just ones and zeros. There's two sexes. But this person wants to confuse everybody, including our children. This is a medical school, non-binary medical middle school teacher, upset that people at school aren't using the correct pronouns for them. So I got this over libs of TikTok, but this teacher is not far different than the shooter. And she's teaching your kids who are going to vote in two terms. 10-year-old is going to vote not in 2024, but in 2028 they will. It's sad. Let's take a listen. So last week I got really, really tired of people teacher teaching your kids pronouns for me in emails, um, despite how many times I've explained it to everyone I work with and everyone I know. Um, I've had Mix Lane Cogdill in my email signature in like 24 point font for the past like three years and pronouns they them right underneath it in like 20 point font for the past like three years and it's in bright purple and you just can't miss it besides that i have a hard time believing with everything i've already been through that anybody really doesn't know my pronouns so last week i decided to change my email signature and i added a link below my pronouns that says how to use singular they, them pronouns. Um, And it's a link to the Owl Purdue page. It's a guide to how to use my pronouns. Education. Yeah, as she's wearing a nose ring. Oh, my goodness. So when you you hear about about this shooter in uh, Highland Park, blending into the crowd with his facial tattoos and his colored hair, his very strange look, decides to dress up as a woman to blend into a crowd. 
in a Jewish community like Highland Park, I mean, you can't make this up. How in the world is this happening? That our teachers are looking more like the shooters and the crazy nut jobs. And I attribute it to, in some part, the psychotropic uh, drugs. You're, there seems to be a, a real correlation between these drugs and these types of crimes. And Tucker Carlson uh, put something together yesterday. I want to sh- show you a piece of it. And uh, it's actually quite good. He talks about psychotropic drugs. And he talks about Pfizer, the same company that's killing people with their COVID drug, their COVID RDNA. They're now advertising everywhere on big media. And so big media is never going to do a negative report on Pfizer because Pfizer owns them financially. And Pfizer's getting all the money and they're getting the government mandates and the government contracts and they got they have the government lobbyists. It's a vicious cycle. Planned Parenthood had a good gig there for a while. They were basically demanding and getting $500 million a year just in slush money. They would turn that around and they would finance campaigns for the radical left that would perpetually cycle that perpetual cycle, perpetuate the fueling of Planned Parenthood abortions. And then now, you know, we see in the wake of uh, the Roe v. Wade uh, uh, reversal, what we're seeing is Planned Parenthood shops going uh, belly up, you know, basically just shutting down and moving out. Because They were lying. But nobody wants to call them out on the lies. Nobody ever, they want to lie about J6, but when, eventually when uh, the Republicans take back the House and the Senate and they start to hold their own committee hearings about J6, the media is not even going to cover it. So the damage is done. They're never going to make a correction. You know, the Russian hoax did what it needed to do and it got, you know, and the and the Hunter Biden laptop is now revealed as being true. Yet, you know, you can't take back the fact that I was banned four times in the lead up to the 2020 election because I was covering the Hunter Biden story. And every time I did it, I got banned. In an election year where I'm an influencer and I get the, I have a fairly decent megaphone and I get to, um, trying to make a difference with the messaging, and they cut it off. And Facebook's doing that to every conservative now, just in an election year. God forbid you have, you know, a conservative voice being spoken on their platform. And Twitter's no different. And I, you know, was one of the first ones, probably the only one, to question what Elon Musk was up to. And you heard it here on the Scott Adams show where we talked about Elon Musk saying, I think this is a design to slow down the investors in Truth Social and Getter and Parler, Gab and MeWe and all kinds of others. And Twitter 
you know, basically got a little bit of an extension. They got a boost. Everybody was talking about Trump coming back. Trump was too smart. You know, Amber Heard's uh, cuckold, uh, Elon Musk, is basically one of those, you know, he thought that, you know, if he could only get Trump back, then Twitter would be endorsed and he would invest. When Trump said no, there's no value in Twitter. It's just a left-wing propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. And their bias is just through the roof. Well, let's take a look because I see, I think there is a correlation between, you know, the decay in our society, what Kid Rock said about the Bible and and what we're seeing with these psychotropic drugs. I definitely think that there is a problem with these drugs. And there is a correlation between the drugs and, you know, the taking of these drugs. But I also think it's multicultural. I think it's the gaslighting. I think it's the search engine algorithms where you search for one thing, you get the exact opposite result. And it's causing anxiety and stress in our society. I think it's this critical race theory. I think it's this hate America. I think it's this Black Lives Matter hate, Marxism and hate. They're just nothing but a bunch of morons, dumb haters. Over in Black Lives Matter, the dumbest human beings on the planet have never accomplished anything, have not given back to any one of their communities, and yet all they do is destroy. We live in a society that's in decay right now. And the corporations are the ones who are controlling it all. And somebody said, um, once, uh, you know, one of the founding fathers, I think, warned us that once corporate corporations start to control government, it's game over for the government. And we're seeing that happen because we've allowed these monopolies to get out of control. Their standard oil was the standard, right? It was standard oil owned by the Rockefellers, had a monopoly. And we're engaged in guerrilla tactics like if uh, underselling, selling oil at a price that was lower than, lower than the market, lower than what they bought it for, so that they would drive their competitors out of business and keep their monopoly. And then they would blow up some of their other competitors' gas stations through like terrorism. And then, you know, this is, they came out with the Sherman Act. And they had this antitrust, these antitrust laws that, uh, you know, really led up to then the baby bells breaking up because there was too much power and too much monopoly. And big tech has really had a control and an iron grip around the world. And so you have big tech and you have um, these new supply chains in this global market driven by China and India. And now you're seeing uh, a new world order uh, where you have BRICS, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa covering all these different hemispheres, continents, and they're going to have their own currency. They're going to have their own oil grab. And it doesn't help the fact that because of Hunter's laptop being swept under the rug and the Russian hoax being allowed to 
<clears throat> permeate. And the two standards of justice allowing <clears throat> the Clintons to either get away with rape on Epstein Island or get away with this Russian hoax and this illegal, illicit campaign finance associated with that and to get away with Benghazi and to get away with this endless corruption in government driven by people like Lindsey Graham, you have a situation where you have this absolute decay. You have a, a, a family, a crime family, like the Biden crime family. And what you end up having, not just with this Biden crime family, but you have you have the sellout of American interest. Because when corporations control the government, the corporations and their lobbyists, you get open borders because you get the slave labor. When Hollywood can control an influence and the media can control an influence, you get the open borders too because you get the drugs. So corporations get the slave labor from open borders. Hollywood gets the drugs and the sex trafficking. You know, they get the drugs. They get the sex trafficking. They get the slave labor. Shoot, they're even distributing arms. And then they want to tell tell you that every legal citizen should be impacted by red flag laws. When in fact, the red flag laws couldn't even catch a, a crazy monster like Robert Cremo. This guy, if he wasn't a red flag, I don't know what is. With all the knives and stuff, they had two different cases, official stops by the police. And then you could just take a look at them. When is it going to be that a guy like that with face tattoos looking strange as that can't get a little extra scrutiny because it might be too much profiling? What society are we living in when a crazy dude like that goes unnoticed? This guy could be a performance actor at Coney Island as a part of the freak show. And somehow he's going to blend in, dressed up like a woman. And somehow we're, our, our, we have teachers teaching our children that don't look far different than this socialist, Democrat, Socialist of America, Antifa guy that shot everybody up with his guns that he was able to acquire because the red flag laws don't work in a state where they have some of the strongest gun laws on the planet. And keep an eye out too and just don't ever stop worrying about what the globalists are doing with climate. That's the, that's COVID 2.0. They're figuring out ways to control your life through climate. But what's interesting about that is Ned Ryan said, wrote this. He says, NASA now admits that climate change occurs because of changes in Earth's solar orbit, not because of SUVs and fossil fuels. So what the heck are we doing? That is kind of scary. 
For more than 60 years, the Na- NASA has known that the changes occurring to the planet's weather patterns are completely natural and normal. Big Joe Biscardi, Biscardi knew it, but the liberals wanted to exploit this, knowing it was going to happen, knowing that they had that, that on their side, that they knew what that blueprint was going to look like. They were going to blame it on something else to where they could gain leverage and control over humans. But the space agency, for whatever reason, has chosen to let the man-made global warming hoax persist and spread to the detriment of human freedom. It was the year 1958, to, uh, to be precise, when NASA first observed that changes in the solar orbit of the Earth, along with alterations to the Earth's axial tilt, are both responsible for what climate scientists today have dubbed as warming or cooling, depending on the agenda. In no way, shape, or form are humans warming or cooling the planet by driving SUVs or eating beef, in other words. But NASA has thus far failed to set the record straight and has instead chosen to sit silently back and watch the liberals freak out about the world supposedly ending in 12 years because of too much livestock or too much plastic straws, too many plastic straws. In the year 2000, NASA did publish information on its Earth's observatory website about the Milankovitch climate theory, revealing that the planet is, in fact, changing due to extraneous extraneous factors that have absolutely nothing to do with human activity. But again, this information is yet to go mainstream some 19 years later, which is why deranged climate-obsessed leftists have now begun to claim that we really only have 18 months left before the planet dies from an excess of carbon dioxide. The truth, however, is much more along the lines of the Serbian astrophysicist Milankovitch after whom the Milankovitch climate theory is named, proposed about how the seasonal and latitudinal variations of solar radiation that hit the Earth in different ways and at different times have the greatest impact on Earth's changing climate patterns. Well, there you go. In any case, we are in the midst of a globalist environment where it perpetuates strange behavior and we're being controlled by globalist organizations like Pfizer who are in bed with the government that are dishing out psychotropic drugs in addition to the COVID RDNA drugs and making billions of dollars in profit and sitting on panels to discuss future world changes and new world orders with people like Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum, where Pfizer is front and center, not only controlling the narratives there, influencing with all of their money, but they're also influencing our mainstream media and every single word we hear. They're controlling the academic world with every single thing we're taught because they are part of the foundation of big investments that are coming into play. 
And their coordination with the globalist agenda is tight. It's tight. And they are manipulating the world. And they don't care whether or not a freakazoid like Cremo is walking the streets or that a guy that looks just like him is dressed up like a woman teaching your children as a teacher in your schools, in our schools. We're going to go ahead and take a uh, caller really quick. Um, caller, you're on the air. Yeah, good morning, Scott. Good morning. Um, so what we have here with the with the climate uh, science is, uh, remember, you know, stories of the old days when the witch doctor would come out and say, do as I say or I'll block out the sun. Go ahead. And people would... You know, and then uh, uh, knowing that a that a eclipse is coming, but they had knowledge that the common people didn't have. Right, that's right. So they use that's a good that point, against actually. us. They use that against us. They know what's coming, but they know that we don't know what's coming. That's right. So they say, if you don't do what we say, this is going to happen. We told you it was going to happen. Yeah, but you didn't tell us for the right reasons. Yeah, the, the well, the thing is, is that doing what they say is not going to change what's going to happen. Yeah, you're right, exactly. <laughs> All it is going to do is is enrich them and enslave us. Exactly, that's it. That's a really good point. So, you know, and, and I like the example you use because it does make the point that I was trying to make. Uh, it crystallizes it really nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right. Well, thanks for taking my call, Scott. All right. Take care. Bye. Yeah, we're living some scary times with some witch, real witchcraft going on there. Yeah. No, the, that's, a, that's a great point about the eclipse. It's like, hey, I'm gonna, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to block the sun. Oh, you did block the sun. Well, it was an eclipse. <laughs> and the same thing is true here. NASA knew that these cyclical changes. And that's why I always subscribe to uh, Pennsylvania guy. Um, uh, he lived in State College for a while. I don't know where he is now, but Big Joe Biscardi, he, he's always been preaching this. Uh, he's always been aware of this. Uh, what meteorologist uh, talking about cyclical changes, natural occurrence, how much of it's man-made and how much of it's, you know, we don't know. Well, in any case, we're going to take a listen to uh, the Tucker Carlson uh, he talks about these psychotropic drugs a little bit, and uh, I think it was a pretty good piece of his open. It, this is just a partial of his open, but let's take a listen. In any case, police didn't think the situation warranted further steps, as we saw Prima was still able to buy firearms legally despite being obviously mentally ill. Now, pause for a second. Why is that? Look at Robert Bobby Cremo. Would you sell a gun to that guy? Does he seem like a nutcase? Of course he does. So why didn't anyone raise an alarm? Well, maybe because he didn't stand out. Maybe because there are a lot of young men in America who suddenly look and act a lot like this guy. It's not an attack. It's just true. Like Cremo, they inhabit a solitary fantasy world of social media, porn, and video games. They're high on government-endorsed weed. Smoke some more. It's good for you. They're numbed by the endless psychotropic drugs that are handed out at every school in the country by crackpots posing as counselors. And of course, they're angry. They know that their lives will not be better than their parents. They'll be worse. That's all but guaranteed. They know that. They're not that stupid. And yet the authorities in their lives, mostly women, 
never stops lecturing them about their so-called privilege. You're male, you're privileged. Imagine that. Try to imagine an unhealthier, unhappier life than that. So a lot of young men in America are going nuts. Are you surprised? And by the way, a shockingly large number of them have been prescribed psychotropic drugs by their doctors, SSRIs or antidepressants. And that would include quite a few mass shooters. And keep in mind, again, these drugs are meant to prevent crazy behavior. And yet there seems to be a connection. Eric Harris, the Columbine killer, was in both Zoloft and Luvox. A year earlier, a 15-year-old called Kip Kinkle shot his parents and dozens of classmates. He was on Prozac. In 2005, a 16-year-old called Jeff Wiesa killed his grandfather and 10 kids in Minnesota. He was on Prozac, too. So was 27-year-old Stephen Kamerzak, who murdered six people at Northern Illinois University. In 2012, you may recall, when 25-year-old James Holmes walked into a movie theater and shot 82 people. He was on Zoloft. The list goes on and on and on and on. It includes the shooter at the Washington Navy Yard in 2013. That would be 34-year-old Aaron Alexis. It also includes Dylan Roof. He's the 21-year-old who shot up the church in Charleston. Now, he was apparently a racist, and we've heard a lot about that. Fine. But we've heard next to nothing about the fact that he was taking SSRIs. He and many, many others. You're not supposed to notice, but some have. The Journal of Political Psychology once assembled a list of dozens more mass killings all committed by young people, young men, on prescription drugs. So is there a connection? Well, we don't know definitively. We do know there are a whole lot more of these drugs being taken by kids than ever before. And by the entire population, who's not taking some prescription medication at this point? Between 1991 and 2018, total SSRI prescriptions in the United States rose by more than 3,000%. 3,000%. 3,000% of anything is a massive change. You don't see changes like that. But the point of this change was to make Americans calmer, saner, happier. Take these drugs and your problems will go away. Yes, you'll become numb. You will lose part of yourself. You no longer experience deep joy. You'll become part robot. But at least you won't want to kill yourself or harm other people. That was the promise. 3,000%. Did it work? Let's see. Over the very same period, the suicide rate in the United States jumped by 35%. Did it work? Well, millions of people got on anti-suicide drugs and we wound up with many more suicides. So maybe it's not working. Is it possible it's making the problem worse, you think? Let's see, mass shootings also increased dramatically over the very same period. Here's a chart that shows it. Now the halfwits on Twitter always scream the same thing. <laughs> Correlation is not causation. All right, whatever that means. But tell us halfwits, what is going on exactly? What, what does that chart mean? We know that SSRIs are dangerous. It says so right on the label. They increase, quote, the risk of anxiety, agitation, irritability, hostility, aggressiveness, impulsivity, and mania. Oh, not a big deal. That's not causation. Then what is it? According to one meta-study by the FDA, young people who've been prescribed SSRIs have an increased rate of suicide. Oh, Wait, more suicide? Weren't they supposed to reduce suicide, but we're getting more suicide? Let's, let's stop right there. But we're not stopping. We're accelerating. Between 2015 and 2019, the use of SSRI drugs by teens in the United States rose by nearly 40%. So it's not working. Let's do a whole lot more of it. This seems like a massive and extremely obvious problem.
extremely obvious. People aren't themselves. They're taking drugs that are, appear to be causing the behavior the drugs are designed to prevent. Why don't they talk about this on TV? Oh, let's see. In 2020, the pharmaceutical industry spent more than $4.5 billion advertising on national television in this country. Now, how much is that? Well, to put it in some context, Pfizer spent more on advertising in 2020 than it did on research and development. But it wasn't a bad decision. It was a great decision. Pfizer's revenue doubled last year to more than $81 billion. Now, how'd they do that? Well, the ad campaign paid off. It helped convince politicians to require the entire population to take Pfizer products, products that don't work as advertised, that have killed large numbers of people, and whose side effects are indemnified against lawsuits by the United States Congress. That's quite a business model. You might think it could be a subject of a media story. But no, no stories on Pfizer. They're paid to be fanboys of Pfizer, therefore they are. Here's a tweet, for example, from CNBC, which is ostensibly a news organization, and we're quoting. Pfizer is uniquely positioned to advance mRNA, which could be a breakthrough for other infectious diseases, genetic diseases, and cancer. Parenthesis, paid post for Pfizer, hashtag ad. (laughs) It's on their Twitter account, a news organization. They're admitting it's a paid post for Pfizer. But in CNBC's defense, they're not alone. Pretty much all the news coverage you see in the United States is a paid post for Pfizer. Watch this. Anderson Cooper 360, brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline, brought to you by Pfizer. The Human Factor, brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Good Morning America is brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight, brought to you by Pfizer. Oh, it's all brought to you by Pfizer. Now, why is that? Because... TV channels don't prescribe drugs. Doctors do. So why would Pfizer, a drug company, be advertising on television? Well, we're not sure of the answer. Well, let's put it this way. Don't hold your breath waiting for CNN or Good Morning America to do a hard-hitting investigative piece on the potential connection between prescription drugs and violence. It's probably not going to happen since they sponsor those channels. They're going to keep telling you it's all about guns. It's all about guns. Does anyone really believe it's all about guns? (laughs) No one thinks that. If you really thought that guns caused violence, you would, for example, demand far harsher prosecution of gun possession in the cities. That's where most of the shootings are taking place. But no one's doing that. Why? Because that's where Democratic voters live. So there's no chance anyone's going to crack down on them. Instead, politicians are using these tragedies to do what they've always wanted to do, which is disarm their political opponents. Here's someone who's kind of dumb enough to say it out loud. This is the governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker. It is devastating that a celebration of America was ripped apart by our uniquely American plague. A day dedicated to freedom has put into stark relief the one freedom we as a nation refuse to uphold the freedom of our fellow citizens to live without the daily fear of gun violence. It's the 4th of July, a day for reflection on our freedoms. Our founders carried muskets, not assault weapons. And I don't think a single one of them would have said that you have a constitutional right to an assault weapon with a high-capacity magazine. Does a single person watching that, does even one person watching that believe for a second that J.B. Pritzker has had an authentic human emotion in the last 20 years 
other than gluttony, greed, and the lust for power. No, no one believes that. This is politics. Disarm the law-abiding. That's the first thing every authoritarian regime does, of course. Make sure the other side can't fight back, of course. That's what they all do. So, of course, in New York, the state's unelected governor, speaking of democracy, her name was Kathy Hochul, used to have a little vaccinated necklace, probably doesn't wear that anymore. But Hochul disapproved a law requiring gun buyers to provide their social media accounts to the government. Hmm, paging First Amendment lawyers here. Applicants must prove to Kathy Hochul's satisfaction that they have, and we're quoting, the essential character, temperament, and judgment necessary to be entrusted with a weapon. So the idea is, Kathy Hochul, who's not been elected governor, is the holder of your rights, and she kind of doles them out based on your obedience. Now, this is an inversion of the basic promise of America, which is your rights came before the government. They were given to you by God. Can we use that word now? And the government merely safeguards them. But once you get rid of that, like Joe Biden does, once you start telling us that I've got your rights, and if you do what I tell you to do, I'll give them to you, there's nothing you can't do. So New York's not stopping there. New York has also just made it a felony to carry a firearm in any public place, unless you're Kathy Oakle's bodyguards. That would include public transit, Times Square. You can't carry a firearm in churches or schools where mass shootings have been known to occur. So that means the law-abiding in New York can't defend themselves. So are there data on this? Did Kathy Ogle consult some kind of study telling us it would save lives? Nope, not even pretending. She's doing it just because she feels like it. Just admitted that on camera. Watch. Governor, do you have the numbers to show that it's the concealed carry permit holders that are committing crimes? I don't need to have numbers. I don't need, I don't have to have a data point to point to to say that this is gonna, all I know is I have a responsibility to the people of this state. Oh, I don't need numbers. I don't need to have the numbers. I'm acting purely on emotion because this is how I feel because I care. Wow. Living down to the stereotype, anybody? <laughs> There's no actual evidence it will work. She doesn't need that. She wants more power. Watch Kathy Oakle explain. Imagine you're on a crowded subway and you bang into somebody inadvertently. Tempers flare and the person that you banged into happens to be carrying a concealed weapon. Imagine you're in a bar, someone starts a fight. They have a concealed weapon on them. Imagine you're in Times Square, visiting with your family. You're on the way to a show with your family and you're surrounded by people with concealed weapons. Does that make you feel more or less safe? Where's your vaccinated necklace, Kathy Hochul? Weren't you just bragging about that? You're not bragging about being vaccinated anymore? Why is that exactly? Maybe she'll come on and explain. But her reasoning is, as soon as we tell people on the subway, bad people, they can't have guns, they'll immediately obey Kathy Hochul because they voted for, oh wait, nobody did. Because bad people follow the rules? Is that what she's saying? What is she saying exactly? We're not sure. Maybe Jason Whitlock knows. He's the host of Fearless. He joins us. So that was, that was pretty good. Um, but you know, he covered a lot of points there. And uh, I, I have to say, um, you know, that, that stat is shocking. 1991 to 2018, 3,000% increase in drugs. And the suicide rate goes up 35%. And these mass shootings have gone up just astronomically ever since Obama took office. And ever since Obama and Eric Holder were gaslighting and starting uh, the hatred and the divisiveness, putting our country in at war, you know, um, say what you will about Biden, uh, Bush 
uh, W. Bush because I'm not a fan, right? I don't like W. Bush. I don't like the Bush dynasty. I don't like the Bush family. Never did like the Bush family. I thought Herbert Walker was a joke and never liked him. But, you know, I would have voted for Herbert Walker Bush over Clinton. But, you know, the thing is, when you take a look at where the divisiveness really started, you know, we had uh, in the wake of 9-11, which who knows what the heck that was about now, you know, know what we know about our government who knows what that was about? But when you take a look at, um, you know, you take a look at the uh, how how together we were, united we were in the wake of nine eleven, and then Obama comes along, the first Muslim uh, type of leader for America in the wake of nine eleven. Does that make any sense to you? It didn't. Make, that didn't make any sense to me. For his own pastor to be like, not God bless America, but God damn America. He said that. This pastor said that. Reverend Wright. And, you know, you just go on from there. All the different shady characters that hated America that Obama was hooked up with. All the secrecy of his background. You know, we know, you know when he apologized in Cairo, his first foreign speech for America. You know, and then Trump changed it all. Changed what, Trump didn't apologize for anything. He had America leading again. You know, it's and it can happen overnight. All you need is the right leadership. And it just proves to you that none of this is by mistake. Every single aspect of this is by design. We're learning more and more about the infiltration of our society by the CIA. The CIA is financing social media warriors to gaslight and to control narratives and media. The Mockingbird Press, you've heard of that? Well, hey, the CIA is no longer an international force. It's it's a domesticated spy operation on Americans because we are the enemy of our own government. That's the saddest thing I think I could ever say. And the what even gets even more strange is that you, the adversary, you are paying your adversary to clobber you over the head. And that's got to stop. We cannot have taxation without representation. And right now we have an adversary in the White House. And it's not just because he's a Democrat. It's because he's actually selling out American interests for personal profit. The Biden crime family is responsible for not only lifting the tariffs on China to try to counterbalance and answer his complete and utter failure of this inflation, Uh, brought about by government spending, injecting cash into the country, liquidating cash and making it devalued, the cash, devaluing it, which is what everybody knew would happen when Biden injected all this cash in the wake of COVID, which everybody predicted was going to be the biggest disaster on the world economy that we've ever seen. 
And yet the globalists' response to COVID was a vaccine that doesn't work, masks that don't work, social distancing that doesn't work, uh, using it to exploit and rig elections, which did work for them. But the middle class got the short end of the stick. And after we were penniless and jobless, they decided to give us a few crumbs and try to pivot to socialism. (coughs) And all that did was that made that cash devalued. It was no longer, you know, if they gave you $1,200, how much is that $1,200 really worth in the name of inflation? Probably worth about 300 You know, I was looking at a house uh, in Florida, just uh, looking around at different things. There was this house that went up in 10 years from 1993 to, it was on Zillow or Truly or something like that. <coughs> and it was in Deerfield Park or Deerfield Beach. And the house was, I think in... Uh, in, t- in 10 years, from like 1993 to 2004, it went up $48,000. And from 2004 to present, in less than two decades, it's gone up $450,000. Think about that. I just, I just couldn't believe my eyes. So in 10 years, it went up $450,000. In 20 years, it was 20 years prior to, to, to 2004. It was uh, I think it may have been 84. I'd have to look at the... Um, in fact, I can look it up. Let's see. Yeah, okay, here it is. I'll give you the exact numbers. In 1993 to 2012... In, from 93 to 2012, the house went from 100,000 to 148,000. Okay? That's 48,000 from 1993 to 2012. That's nearly 20 years. That's 19 years. In fact, it's, it's a closer to because it, yeah, the way the months worked, it's 20 years. And then from. December 4th, 2012 to June 2022, that's less than 10 years. It went from 148 to $585,000. That's about 450,000 in less than 10 years. It went up 48,000 in almost 20 years. What's that saying about our society? Are the inflation. How is that contributing to the quality of life? That you can go out and just, as a young couple, buy a house, a starter house, raise a family. Something's going on, folks. Something is definitely going wrong here. And we have these pack of lies. Let's take a listen really quick to Corrine Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre doesn't know that millions of barrels of oil released from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve have been sent to foreign countries. Let's take a listen. Um, and then there's a Reuters report 
um, out this morning that says that more than 5 million barrels of oil that were released from the emergency oil reserves were exported to Europe and Asia last month, and some of it reportedly was actually heading to China. Uh, is the administration aware of those reports, and um, you know, does, it, does the president mind that some of this oil that was meant to uh, ease pain for consumers is headed overseas? I have not seen that report, so I would honestly have to go look into it and see what what the truth is in that in that uh, statement that you just laid out, and see exactly what's happening. I I just have not seen that report. Um, and then, yeah, well, China's got. Biden behaving like a puppet. That's what it is. He's, a, he's nothing but a puppet. And, you know, the Western Journal is writing, shocking amount of Biden's emergency oil reserves ended up in China. It's well documented. And it is what it is. Also, the Gateway Pundit wrote, the fix is in. Polls suggest radical socialist, anti-white, racist, anti-police, Democrat Raphael Warnock in Georgia is 10 points ahead of American icon Herschel Walker in Georgia. You can't tell me that Georgia has changed that dramatically. And then we have this other report says secret army of cyber fighters 10 times the size of the CIA operating domestically creates propaganda to manipulate us. It's against the Geneva Convention, Code of Military Conduct, Basic accountability. It was illegal. Couldn't propagandize citizens until Obama abolished Smith Month Act. And then they were able to do it. That's what's going on in America. Um, <laughs> and here it says spoiler alert if mass shootings appear every time your government wants to move the, to the next page next stage of public disarmament, your government is behind the mass shootings. Yeah. You know, you look look to see who is benefiting from these different agendas and these different absurdities. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Scott Adams Show. And with that, uh, be sure to check out org or buglecall.org. Find out how we're Advancing America First policies to make America great again. I would say that Red State Talk Radio and the Scott Adams Show have a lot to do with that. And uh, and also, if you're going to go over to MyPillow.com, be sure to use Red State as your promo code. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. I grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.